Welcome to Living Newspaper Clippings, a series of conversations recorded remotely online between some of the writers and artists who are creating Living Newspaper at the Royal Court Theatre. Over six editions, Living Newspaper brings together more than 200 freelance artists to make new work about what matters to them now. Alongside these conversations, you can watch clips of the work they discuss and find out about future editions on the Royal Court Theatre website. The following content may contain strong language. Uh, hi, my name is Anjali Felicia King and I wrote on edition two. Hi, my name is Tife Koshoro and I wrote on edition two. Okay, so I guess let's start off by talking about, um, I guess, the theme of the edition, which was like mm-hmm. aunties. Um, mm-hmm. how, did, how did you feel about the, the theme for our edition? I thought it was really exciting. It was really cool, like a cool different way to look at um, news because I think it came from like a little thing that I thought in one of the writers meetings about um, just like how I engage with news in my life and like um, what that is like and how I kind of felt like um, at the time anyway that I didn't really like listen to or watch that much news and all the news I was getting or that I was like consuming came from social media um, and like how kind of on social media there's a sort of like alternative news it's like people telling like making their own news or like um uh creating their own community um sort of thing and then all the like fake news that comes with that and I was thinking about like how that happens in my life and like whatsapp and like aunties um spreading like fake news on whatsapp and stuff like that um and so that was kind of where it came from just like kind of yeah trying to think of an idea of what news is in that like alternative way alternatively like finding creating community in your own news and stuff like that but then it kind of like spiraled and it was like why why can't it be an auntie edition and I remember as well like um one of the conversations we had particularly that Mark was championing was like wanting to have people feel welcomed into the space and have it feel like there was like almost like a family environment that Mm -hmm. there was this sort of like team of aunties that was guiding you through the space and taking care of you. And I actually, when I saw it, I was like, yeah, that frame worked really well and wove Mm -hmm. through everybody's pieces that you felt like, even though you weren't related to these women, like auntie was more of like a abstract Mm -hmm. concept of these women who were taking care of you. Um, How did you, uh, how did you find the process of actually working on like writing your pieces? And then um, how did you feel when you saw it? Um, I I felt like so great when I saw it because I remember like just watching it online and just thinking like, wow, like just um, how how the piece kind of fit in the space and stuff like that was so cool to see. Um, yeah, and and actually just writing it, um, I kind of felt like it felt interesting because I kind of felt like the kind of character of the of the auntie was it was based on people that I feel like I know in my like real life so it kind of felt like it just uh, kind of came out and that that sort of like um I was trying to think of like the where the place that this like fake news kind of comes from and how sometimes it feels like it's coming from a really genuine like caring place and, and like people really wanting to like protect the people they love even even if it's not in the in the like um best way or or even if it comes up in a way that um isn't quite right but then still getting that feeling of like wanting to protect and stuff like that and I felt like that really came through when I saw it just like the 
yeah, just like that welcoming feeling of the auntie that you were talking about. Um, your protest auntie piece was like one of the ones that I really, really, really loved. Just like, yeah. And I just want to know like how you felt about writing that. I mean, yeah. I, the first thing I have to say is like, it happened so quickly. And mm-hmm. because I was like, uh, over here, I was very much like, how is, how is this going to happen? Like, we're all going to separately write pieces and then what, <laughs> and is it going to work? Um, and then when I saw the, when I saw the recording, I was like, wow, it's incredible how, um, how thematically coherent it felt in mm-hmm. a weird way, right? That there were like yeah. all these recurring motifs throughout. And even though like we hadn't seen each other's pieces, like there was a real, um, there was a ton of like through lines in there, which is really mm-hmm. awesome. But yeah, I've definitely, uh, I was so happy with uh, the the way that my pieces turned out. And the, mostly because the performers who did it were like so funny and yeah, amazing, right? They just like totally got the, the humor of it, which mm-hmm. I think w- was really difficult to like nail. And, and yeah, and I think it came from, I mean, it was great that, we all had sort of like different personified aunties in that um, opening uh, in the the front page piece too. Mm-hmm. So that there was a sense of like, like you're saying, like even though there's a sort of like benevolence and love behind their motives, each of the aunties had like a sort of sinister yeah. bent to them. Um, and that there was something sort of like, menacing about the way that they were enforcing their love Mm -hmm. uh and certainly with the protest aunties I wanted it to be very much in this sort of like revolutionary spirit that we've been seeing in protests all over the world but there is a sort of like unhinged uh quality to it that like Mm -hmm. can very quickly veer into like um extremism (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and I really wanted to play with that discomfort of like they're revolutionaries, but it's also like, uh, how far does it go before you're just part of like mob mentality? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that yeah. was really, really cool. Like, I just loved how how like um, they were sort of like challenging authority and being really like um, fierce and sort of like ferocious. And it kind of like, because I feel like when I think about aunties in my own life, sometimes I like put them in a box in my head of like people that um, are sort of like... Um, protecting authority or like or like they 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 aren't um yeah just just not like that and that to me just like turned it on its head and like it was really really cool and it made me think of like when um like the NSARS protests were happening how like my parents got involved with that and like just like how how it was like you you just start to see people like really differently and see how they in in themselves and in their own lives sort of like challenge authority and stuff like that but yeah I thought that was really cool and I and I really yeah. liked how um the aunties came up in the lift as well um yeah <laughs> I thought that was hilarious yeah that was I mean that was just genius like I I just really didn't know how they were going to shoot any of that stuff I wrote that it was like really short pieces then I saw it and I was like brilliant really I mean that's the other thing that was so amazing right getting to see everybody's pieces and how they were used in the space mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And some of them being almost like installation pieces where the mm-hmm. the like live art that was going on in the, in the space was so, um, did you, do you feel like when you were starting to write it, you were thinking of your space or was the space sort of like an afterthought when you got to the process of rehearsing it? It was actually, I was trying to figure out a way to, to 
make the space make sense with the sort of like three minute monologue that the auntie gave and because mm-hmm. I was like well what does what is this space in her life like and then it started becoming I was like okay this is a space where she sort of like holds her underground like church fellowship that's like against lockdown rules and it's happening in her basement and so it has to be like super top secret and she's like inviting the audience in so I was really trying to like think with the sort of like immersive brain because I don't really yeah. I written um like immersive stuff before but it was really really cool to have that challenge and have to think about that and then like just also seeing it on screen I felt like that that sort of like secretiveness of it I don't know it was interesting how that fit with screen because I know that if if um people did get to actually be in the room like that feeling would have been totally um different and and really interesting but yeah yeah Yeah. and I loved the way that like she was sort of like perched over the audience Mm -hmm. and like hovering and it was like it was very clear that she almost felt like she was delivering a sermon from a pulpit you know yeah (laughs) um yeah I I loved that and I felt like you know because in our very early conversations with the designers when they were talking about like the quality of each of the spaces Mm -hmm it felt like every space that they were building had an innate character to it already and certain things that you had to mm-hmm. sort of like write around. Um, so it was such an exciting, I, I don't know how you found it, but I found it such an exciting challenge to be like, oh yeah, how do you make it work for that space and the mm-hmm. reality of that space? Uh, and also it was fun that we both got subterranean spaces, like yeah. literally. <laughs> the um, underground aunties. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how did you find the process of like, were you involved in rehearsal at all? Um, no, because I was like doing something else at the time as well. So it was kind of like, I, yeah, I couldn't really be involved in the rehearsal process. And Same. the first time I, I saw it was like on screen, like when it was happening. So it was all like, oh, wow. Um, I know it was, I had the same experience and it was incredibly surreal to send mm-hmm. a script off and then be like, okay, so at the end of the week, <laughs> I guess we'll just see yeah, it happen. We'll just see it happen. Yeah. Did you get to talk to the designers at all about what you wanted your auntie to look like or costuming or anything like that? Um, just a little bit, like over over WhatsApp and stuff like that, just like sending ideas about like um, what the auntie would like wear and like just uh, just her general vibe um, and the vibe of like the, the space as well. Um, yeah, but it was really cool to be involved in those decisions. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I I was lucky enough to get to have a meeting with the designers and I'm so like impressed and like I just the design mm-hmm. collective were like all inspiring and yeah, the, they're like sweet. they're <laughs> so incredible and like the the time limitations that they were working under and the resource limitations like mm-hmm. and they still managed to like I was so impressed talking to them and they were like okay so we we want to like get as many like you know, like protest posters in there as possible. And they were like really keen to make the aunties look like I'd actually included like a picture of um, like Asian auntie memes because I really (laughs) wanted it to be like that 80s look with like the bum bags and the visors. Um, And I was like, as close as we could get to this like 80s Asian auntie vibe as possible would be ideal. Um, and they were so open to it. And they were like, yeah, we're 100% going to do it. And when I saw That's it, I was like, oh, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> that is jokes. I think I also sent memes as part of my like design. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I remember um, one of my favorite things seeing for the first time was the um, Agony Aunt like costume uh like when he was in the in the I was just like whoa this is um so sick because it was kind of like 
how I sort of imagined it in my head, they're like sort of algorithmic, like um aunt character that like sort of goes against this like warm welcoming auntie thing but just seeing that was like this is perfect like (laughs) yeah yeah in his booth like it was so good (laughs) I also I thought the um I mean I I pretty like I loved every piece in it you know like there was nothing in like it was just so uh incredible Mm -hmm. I love getting to see Mark's opening in the alleyway as well. Again, it makes you mm-hmm. sad that like an audience couldn't experience yeah. it in person, you know, because you think about like what the journey through that building all the way down into the basement and then back up into the, mm-hmm. to finish on the agony aunties and the psychic who was like so cool and mystical, like mm-hmm. would have been like, but I thought all things considered, like they did an incredible job of capturing the sense of being right there yeah. with the performers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and in such a short space of time as well and in, in such like that was sick I think one of my favorite ones was um the one that was sort of in the um box office area with like the the audio and the 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 um sort of conversation between um the woman and like her grandmother I just thought that was so like intimate and so emotional and it just like made me I felt like it just sort of encapsulated everything that I've been feeling just during this whole like pandemic and everything of like that that like um wanting to stay connected with like the people that we love and yeah. just how that yeah and and just like hearing it it felt I don't know I just feel like the experience of like being in that chair and like listening to these intimate conversations would have been so cool to do like in the building and stuff but yeah that was one of my favorite favorite ones yeah it's amazing that like and also there was the one by the Chinese writer where she was Mm -hmm. talking on the phone to her mother I think like the fact it's so incredible that that even though like we were writing really separately like that theme of like literally being Mm -hmm. in contact long distance with your loved ones um and the false narratives that they're being fed or like the difference in politics between sort of like different generations, um, Mm -hmm. but trying to stay connected long distance. It was incredible that that theme like got riffed on in so many different ways. Mm -hmm. I similarly, I found it like really moving, you know, Mm -hmm. like it, that it, it just brought up lots of feelings of like, this is why we miss theater so much, like that it's about that immediacy and that intimacy Mm -hmm. with people in a space and getting to like experience something with a group of people Mm -hmm. um I wanted to ask you like do you feel like the piece that you wrote would you want it to have further life at all or has it made you think about like future projects or future writing or is it just like this sort of like perfect encapsulated thing that you're happy to like let go I feel like it's is one of those things that like I feel like that in its like five minuteness is what it is Mm. but I feel like even now thinking about it and thinking about like the subject matter and and like um uh like how that sort of like whatsapp news sort of thing it's it is making me think even now like how um even since that point how it's continued in my life anyway like I know that I'm still getting like um like my mom is still sort of like believing these conspiracies now about the vaccine and stuff like that but um it's yeah it's just a man it's just making me think like how that kind of thing is sort of like yeah sort of like continuous but also Mm -hmm. still from this like 
um, not from like a, a bad place and stuff like that. But yeah, one thing I wanted to ask you about your protest aunties is mm. whether they actually came from like a place of like people that you know in your life or it or they're just like created to sort of the imagination of them is to like subvert auntiness in its like n- normal sense. I think part of it was definitely that like desire to sort of subvert the idea of like mm-hmm. the auntie is sort of counter-revolutionary in some way Mm -hmm. and like certainly a lot of it was inspired by like uh experiencing protest in thailand um and and witnessing like a lot of sort of like Mm middle-aged people um becoming these sort of like revolutionaries um but i think just sort of like looking at the world at large and everything that's happening in Hong Kong right now as well. I wanted mm-hmm. to be like, actually, just because you're of a certain generation doesn't mean that you uh, aren't trying to like fight the system. And there was something, I felt there was something really nice about like um, intergenerational, uh, like passing down of revolutions, mm-hmm. like that, that every movement has a sort of um, intergenerational legacy to it. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I really wanted to explore, like that, you can actually get wisdom from your elders when it comes to revolution because they've experienced it um, and they have the tools and skills uh, that you need uh, for your revolution, even if the issues facing you are different. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And then like, but I also really wanted to like, there is a specific kind of Asian auntie that like is that, and it's a really (laughs) difficult thing to like encapsulate, but it's like, like they're really into like 80s canto pop and karaoke and and like they like their bum bags and they're like all up in your business. Um, and so like that was I, I, when I when like we were talking about aunties, that was the first thing that I thought of. And I was mm-hmm. like, how can I subvert that archetype that's in my head of what that mm-hmm. auntie looks like? Um, so that's sort of where it came from. <laughs> I it was yeah just seeing them I was like these are like people like these yeah. people. <laughs> and I think you know like one of the threads that I kept identifying through everybody's pieces was this sense of like inheritance and like generational mm-hmm. legacy it was kind of in every piece actually the sense of like what we inherit from our forebears and uh not just like intergenerational trauma but like intergenerational strength um Mm -hmm. and like how you get strength from those relationships so that was really like a beautiful thread yeah and I feel like that sort of like I guess really fits with like what we were trying to do with the edition because I remember in one of the meetings talking about how um we wanted to feel like hope and like um yeah just that sense of like welcoming not that sense of like news being really damning or like really um feel weight just wanting it to feel good and wanting it to feel hopeful and that sense of like passing what you what we are getting from generations before us I feel like really really um fits with that yeah okay well thanks so much Tifa it was really lovely getting to talk to you about this oh it was sick to talk to you I've had a great time Thanks for joining us for Royal Court Living Newspaper Clippings. To watch clips of the work by these writers and find out more about Living Newspaper, visit royalcourttheatre.com forward slash livingnewspaper 
or click on the links in the episode notes.